Blog Talk Radio. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. Showed me this song before we I even watched this, but Atlanta. When um, that's what I was about to say. Was that in the beginning? I was about to text you. Yeah. Is that the car ride? Yeah. Yep. That is hyped. It's pretty funny, and I I, it's, I laughed it's really hard when I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're, we're probably going to talk like 80 minutes. Uh, there's that number again on Atlanta. FX's brilliant show. Second season started last week. The Donald mm-hmm. Glover created uh, masterpiece. So much to talk about. Florida Man, Alligator Man. There's so many, uh, you know, different uh, mythologies all in one episode. Uh, Catch it with mm-hmm. the urn um, and the boys there. A uh, lot of parallels in that episode. But again, we'll we'll talk. A little bit about that as well. Uh, also, my Super Bowl just happened this past Sunday. Uh, the 2018 Oscars celebrating the films of 2017 uh, happened. Jimmy Kimmel hosted. Uh, a lot of people were expecting it. A lot of different things, but uh, nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. It was pretty much predictable, but, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go on with, you know, if certain people were snubbed, the right people won. If there was any craziness... And if you bring a bunch of movie stars into a movie, does it make acceptable TV? We'll find out in a little bit. Also, dive into oh, some man. musical. Um, yes. Oh, I t- took a sip of soda and it went down the wrong pipe. 
Was it fucked up? Oh, man. No. Super chill. What up, Cub? Super chill. Is it green? Yeah. No, it's orange. What? <laughs> yeah, it's orange soda. That's bonky. It's a new, it's a new phrase. I'm creating bonky. Um... So, uh, what did they go round the the wrong tube? Even though there's one yeah. tube, one yep. esophagi, it just didn't uh, flow properly. I guess you can say. <clears throat> yeah. Man, I think you need to call in Flow Rider to get that uh, expunged, sir. Will he be at WrestleMania this year? <laughs> Flow Rider, man, I don't think so. Talks <laughs> of canceling WrestleMania uh, were were being held just because <laughs> Flow Rider was not available. Uh, also, what's not available uh, when we get into uh, Mellow's Manic Movie Minute? Uh, some interesting shift changes. Uh, uh, three movies, if not, I believe actually four movies, have changed their release dates because of one big announcement late last week in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. So we'll kind of yep. discuss that. Get us a musical mantra. Uh, Kyle's going to talk me into uh, how, or devise a plan. On how I can go see the All In uh, show uh, that's being held by Cody, uh, the American Nightmare Cody, and the Young Bucks, uh, pretty much a ROH New Japan Bullet Club, you know, kind of uh, takeover event um, in Chicago. But also the following Saturday, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, uh, going on a apparently uh, farewell tour. Um, yeah, so, not uh, yeah, not the only Midwestern. Uh, uh, stop is is Chicago. A lot of LA dates, a lot of Florida dates. Yep. Only one yep. Atlanta date, but um, uh, we'll 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 talk about the tour, the cool announcement, you know, that he kind of had, and of course we'll talk Atlanta season two episode one. Lots lots to talk about in in the first episode. Uh, so just great stuff. Uh, we'll see what Kyle checked out at the Cineplex this week. Spoiler alerts: I saw nothing because I was at a ski resort. Boom. Ooh. We'll talk that instead of reviews. It was, I swear, it was an awesome place. It it was like that South Park episode where they uh, go to the ski resort, and it was just like all 80s music. It was like hot dogs and pizza slices and everybody (laughs) in like bright, brightly colored outfits down the ski hills. It was was pretty, it was amazing. Um, We went tubing. We didn't ski because I'm not you know, a dumbass because I don't know how. Uh but yeah, I've, uh, I've been there. that and my stature probably wouldn't wouldn't allow it. But uh we'll we'll talk the two big adventures. Uh and if I almost slid off to the side of these uh hills to my death, find out in the third segment. Uh, <laughs> uh but we're gonna go we're gonna go to break. Um just lots to talk about. Academy Awards, uh a lot of awesome people won. And a lot of awesome people didn't. We'll be back in two and two. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are, we got you covered from WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. 
We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then, after it marinates, no, you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, Jamie! You Alexa, that's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. I just lied to you. I thought that we had more time, but I don't hear any more commercials. Oh, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, folks. We kind of stepped away to, to converse. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about later on the show. And I was like, don't worry, Alex. We got more time before the commercials are over. And boom, <laughs> like quick. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and play this uh, Oscars clip. And then uh, we'll talk some Oscars. Um, yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about FML uh, Solutions here, our sponsor, um, before we cut to our second break. But for now, it's Oscar time. The Shape of Water. Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway were once again on hand to announce the top honor at the Oscars. There was no repeat of last year's blunder when an envelope mix-up resulted in the wrong winner initially being announced. Uh, growing up in Mexico, I thought uh, if this could never happen, it happened. The biggest names in Hollywood gathered Sunday at the Dolby Theater for the Academy Awards. It was the 90th time the Oscars had been handed out, but the first since the Me Too movement began to roil the movie business. Host Jimmy Kimmel opened the night by acknowledging the industry's sexual harassment scandal. What's happening all over was long overdue. We can work together to stop sexual harassment in the workplace. If we can do that, Women will only have to deal with harassment all the time at every other place they go. 
Frances McDormand, who won Best Actress for her role in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, asked that all the women nominees in the room be acknowledged. If I may be so honored to have all the female nominees in every category stand with me in this room tonight. Gary Oldman won Best Actor for his portrayal of Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. I would like to thank my mother, who is it's older than the Oscar. She is 99 years young. Next birthday, put the kettle on. I'm bringing Oscar home. Another highlight of the evening, former NBA superstar Kobe Bryant winning the Oscar for Best Animated Short for Deer Basketball. Basketball players, we're really supposed to shut up and dribble, but I'm glad, I'm glad we do a little bit more than that. The film was based on a letter Bryant wrote to announce his retirement. He's the first pro athlete to win an Academy Award. Chris Martinez, CBS News, Los Angeles. And the Oscar goes to... Jordan Peele, get out. This is the first Oscar for three-time nominee Jordan Peele. He is also nominated tonight as director and producer of Get Out. Thank you. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna mess up my jet ski. Hold up. Um, this uh, means so much to me. I, I, I stopped writing this movie about 20 times because I thought it was impossible. I thought it wasn't gonna work. I thought no one would ever make this movie. But I kept coming back to it because I knew if someone let me make this movie, that people would hear it and people would see it. So I want to dedicate this to all the people who raised my voice and let me make this movie. Donna, Ron at Universal, everybody, QC, Sean, uh, uh, Ted, Bea, Jason at, at Blumhouse. You guys, thank you so much. To the cast and crew, I love you. Thank you so much. My wife, who supported me through this whole process. My mother, who taught me to love uh, even in the face of hate. And to everybody who went and saw this movie. Everybody who, who bought a ticket who told somebody to buy a ticket. Thank you. I, I love you for shouting out at the theater, for shouting out at the screen. Let's keep going. Brian Roberts, thank you. I love you all. Thank you so much. Good night. And there well, no backing music. Uh, and there you have it. I mean, what are the... Wait, you started talking. Come on, man. Come on. You started talking. You was ready to go. <laughs> You gotta have like some old school slick rick instrumentals or something. Uh I mean I could play something, I guess. Uh oh, the smooth overtones of Shade. That'd be tight. <laughs> oh play some, man. Uh, some chill instrumentals. I love it. Um as you heard, Jordan Peele winning the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for Get Out. Um it was great. I mean this was a movie when I saw it in the theaters. I went out and Facebook like shot it. I was like, "You, everyone needs to see this movie." I I told you like a hundred times, you need to see this movie. Like mm. everybody I saw, I was like, "There's so many social issues brought within this an hour and forty five minute film," and it's it's pretty funny <coughs> at the same part because of how how real 
how how scary real uh, you know a lot of those instances are. Um, yep. Definitely a um, a well deserved win for Jordan Peele. Very happy that they got the uh, got the recognition there. Where's that base? I agree. Around? The beat. Yeah. Yeah, it's the beat. I was. Oh, that was crazy. No, I just heard <laughs> that like loud, like brown, brown, brown. Anywho, um, so that was oh, that, that was pretty me. nice. Um, very, very happy. Like, like what you have for dinner? It's rumbling in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at Rocco's. Boom. Two slices oh, of Rocco's man. pizza. And two slices. That's all they pay <laughs> yeah. you now is two slices. No, no, I still got more. I just the show started. I still yeah. got six more left. Did you have like a dipping sauce with it? No, I thought about it though. Garlic sauce. No marinara. No, but that's good too. I just started doing that not too long ago. Um, that's actually a really fire thing to put marinara on top of your marinara. Who would have thought? <laughs> no, red you would think red that's on red on red. <laughs> Where I'm at, there's this place in uh, over the South Dakota border where they have a pizza hut that sells just called white sauce. Um, it's pretty much, you know, like Alfredo sauce mixed with deliciousness. I'll admit it's pretty damn good, but it's uh-huh. not like a regular pizza hut gimmick. Well, like they got rid of it and literally people stopped going to this pizza hut because of this dollar a cup sauce where after four dunks, you're pretty much out of it. So you have to get at least five to six cups of this white sauce each time. Well, I, I, I shit you not, like after five, six months, they brought it back. They upped the charge to, I believe, almost $2 and still mm-hmm. selling it. And I still have to get like five to six. It's um, insane. Are you a heavy dunker? Are you a double dipper? That's the real question. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Really? I've, I've never seen it. So. Really? Yeah, I've never like seen me you personally, like. personally or. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've never I, seen I, you I, like. I mean, not if there's anything. people around. Like if it's my own separate thing. I'm like, I'm not well, an asshole. Different. I mean, that's I'm an different, asshole, but I mean, but I mean, if we're sharing sauce, would you double dip? No, no, not at all. I'll do it on a different side. That, yeah, I've seen people do that. Uh, but me, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just a one dip. dip, one and done. That's me for anything, yeah. chips, anything like once and then that's it. Now, do you dip and, and slide so you get as much all over whatever you're dipping? It depends. There's been times where I've done that and like people gave me funny looks. Like when we're sharing, like, <laughs> like we go to wow. we go to Acapulco, and I, and I, I, and like there's salsa there, and I'd be like, well, shit, like I I, I want the chunky shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes well, I get funny looks for trying to get that. Man, so you got to slap them, give them the pinky, <laughs> um. <laughs> with the powder. <laughs> Give him the Uncle Billy. You got to get your gold pistol out, man. Just show him, you know, you can scoop as much as you want. Um, Why you get, man, we got, we got to talk about that too. How do you get laughed at? That's crazy. He got a heater and this man's getting laughed at. What'd you get? I mean, they clowned him. They clowned him. They did. Like it was, it was like the golden gun from 007. Everybody wanted that damn gun. I mean, it's like an old eighties, like pimp clock. Listen, it I mean, is. That, that's why it's funny because it's so flashy for no reason. It's obviously true. from like the pre New Jack City era. I mean, that it's Robin season. We'll get to that 
in, in a bit. Seriously, I could talk about that episode for like an hour. It's, it's Me too. So I watched it like three times now, and I keep telling everybody about it. So good. So great. If you're not on the Atlanta train, watch it now. Listen to us in the background. Watch it now, and then we'll get to it about like 820 for yes. like 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a few things oh, I want to talk about. Oh, 820 now. 920. Oh, hey. Man. Um, Oscar hit a... Tokyo. They hit a record low, um, but these yes, were these these winners here are like deserving. They're, I don't, I haven't. I'm looking over these and I feel like nobody got snubbed. Um, mm-hmm. so that's that's interesting for things to go the way they want it to, and it gets a, a, a low rating. Why is that? And didn't last year they announce the wrong winner? On they did announce. Yep, they did. Uh, they brought back Warren Brady, Beatty, and Faye Dunaway. Um, to, you know, to no, really, no one really cared. Like it wasn't a joke. Like they should have brought them out and then, you know, brought out other presenters. Like I thought that's what they should have done, but they just brought them on today. We're redoing it. No one was gasping. No one was extra applauding. No one was on pins and needles. Cause you know, damn well, they rehearsed the shit out of that, you know, like yeah. countless yeah. times. Um, but you know, it's, it is what it is. It was a very safe show. Um, you know, like yes, Jimmy be. Kimmel, Kimmel, you know, talked a little bit about the president, you know, time zump, you know, didn't make a big thing like they did at the Golden Globes. You know, n- there wasn't really anything on gun control, you know, maybe a few things here and there. Emma Stone, uh, of course they did bring out, you know, uh, three of Harvey Weinstein's biggest, um, you know, accusers there, uh, Annabella Ooh. Shiora, um, uh, Selma really? Hayek and, and Ashley Judd. Yeah, they came out. Then they, you know, went to a package about inclusion, you know, in in the movie industry, which, you know, was a good package. But I think they should have just talked and, you know, kind of moved on. I thought it was good. You know, it was good to see Annabella Shura. She was a big thing in the Uh 90s. You know, she had a small stint on Sopranos. Um, Uh Yeah, I mean, the jokes were here and there. Was it like last year where everything was just Trump, 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 Trump? Like, so, I mean, it's. And I think that's what a lot of people are expecting. So that's why I think the low rating. Kimmel, you know, I, I thought he was good. He was funny. Uh, hell, you know, as as Jordan Peele said, hey, y'all are messing with my, uh, you know, jet ski, you know, time. It's because at the beginning of the show, he was like, hey, I know everyone want to make a statement, wants to do this and that. But this show was long, guys. You know, like, try to, let's try to, you know, keep it short and sweet. We'll, we'll, yep. How about this? We'll give away a eighteen thousand dollar or seventeen thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine uh, jet ski to the winner, you know, to the person with the shortest acceptance speech. You know, so not a lot of people were, you know, going along with the gag because you know that's could be their only time winning an award. But yep. you know, there there was a few that were short and to the point. Um, I believe the the costume designer for Phantom Thread uh, ended up winning the not only the Oscar for Phantom Thread, which I mean, duh. I mean, it's about fashion design, for God's sakes. It's a beautiful, beautiful work. He did a great job. But also won the jet ski. <laughs> it was pretty tight. Like, they oh, showed cool. him at the end on the jet ski holding his Oscar with uh, Helen Mirren, who presented the jet ski Price is Right style, by the way. Um, <laughs> it was it was a really cool moment. I thought that was a cool moment. But who sold the show was uh, the the baby mama, if you will, of the director, of Phantom Thread, Thomas uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, mm. his uh, baby mama Maya Rudolph 
and I would say the biggest thing in the world in the last 12 months, Tiffany Haddish came on stage, um, and they killed it. Uh, everybody was laughing. Everything was good. But the best part was uh, when Maya Rudolph was like, hey, Tiffany, you're really funny in Girls Trip when you relieved yourself all over the people, you know, in, in, in New Orleans. And then Tiffany shoots back at Maya. She's like, yeah, you're really good in Bridesmaids when you when you win a Dookie in the Streets. And then, and then Maya Rudolph was like, yeah, you've come pretty far. <laughs> like, it just worked. Like, they were they were great. Um, and a lot of people, you know, the day after sing their praises, they said, "We, you know, why don't they host next year? Or when can we see that movie? And Paul Thomas Anderson over the press tour Phantom Thread has shouted from the rooftops how much he loves uh, Tiffany Haddish and how he wants to work with her. So, you know, again, with, you know, uh, Maya Rudolph being one of the funniest women, you know, uh, of, you know, this era, if you will, uh, you know, that's going to happen. And, and I can't wait. That's for sure. But um, yeah, not to I mean, mention. Shape of, yep. Uh, Haddish just signed her Netflix deal, by the way. Um, Did she? Yeah. A lot of people want to give Monique credit, but it's not the case. Uh, she actually signed her deal before Monique went um, parading, uh, trying to Bo- boycott Netflix. Boycotts. Yes. Now, it's undisclosed. <laughs> it's undisclosed what uh, uh, Haddish got because I doubt that she wants to say anything because Monique's deal. Um, yeah. But congrats to her. I'm I'm happy she's, for that. I just it. saw a trailer for TBS. Um, apparently Tracy Morgan is getting his own show again. Uh, yeah. And Tiffany Haddish is in that show. Yep. Yep. Um, they're uh, from what I saw in the uh, trailer, they're lovers, past and lovers. Cedric. Oh, I love it. Cedric the Entertainer, yeah, right? Yeah. The last OG. Holy shit. I'm totally for that. You have me Tracy uh, Morgan. He's a a rehabilitated ex-con who tries to do good in the community, but obviously he just keeps getting, (laughs) quote-unquote, dookied on. Did she really use the word dookie? Because that is tight. She did. It was great. (laughs) Even Meryl Streep was laughing, man. I feel like that's a black people word, and for her to use dookie... No, Oscars. You went dokey in the street. Uh, and what's cool is she wore the same dress uh, that she wore when she hosted the uh, when she hosted SNL. So, oh, funny! Again, very tight because it's an expensive ass dress. Um, uh, also, Lup- uh, Lupita Nyong'o and uh, Kumail Nanjiani uh, also, I would say, killed it uh, with their uh, speech about hey. We're foreigners, and you know everything's cool. You know, <laughs> like we mm-hmm. wrote these movies, we've acted in these movies. Like we're normal, just like you and me. You know, so there. You know, people were making statements, but they were subtle. You know, what what I think a lot of people were, you know, expecting. You know, the liberal, you know, lefts, and you know this and that. But I, I think everybody went, uh, everything went fine. Uh, Sam Rockwell uh, getting best supporting actor for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, over Woody Harrelson, which okay, yeah, I'm totally is that a snub to you? You're fine. Oh man, really? I, I never saw Three Billboards. I'm not really too familiar with Sam Rockwell. What? Um I'm not. Sam I, Rockwell's I, wait, the man. If I if I go through his movie history, I'd probably shut up. But Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles, man. He was in the uh, 1990 uh, version. Whoa, he's in Iron Man too. Why, why do I not remember him from anything in Iron Man too? Is the lawyer in Iron Man too? The smug lawyer who like ends up helping uh, Whiplash? Nope. 
Oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. He was in Poltergeist. Like Stark's the enemy. 2015. Yep. No. Yep. The new one, yep. Uh, He's in Moon, which I love. He's so great in Moon. He was in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Who did he play? Yeah, he's the main guy. Whoa! Oh, I was see, about to I, gotta say, watch I know you've seen that, huh? Yeah, I've seen it, but all I know of is of one guy, and that's Yasmin Bay because he stole the show. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> man. No, I, Seven Psychopaths, he's amazing in that movie, which uh, also directed um, by the always, uh, always wonderful... Why can't I think of his name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the always wonderful that guy. Um, <coughs> he saw. Oh, he's in G Force. That's what's up. I don't know. It's a hamster kids movie. What's he's in Glory G-Force? Days. G Force is a kids movie with hamsters. Martin McDonough is his name from Seven Psychopaths. But anywho, um, no, Sam Rockwell has always been like my go-to character actor. Because he's just always been legit. He's also like a b-boy dancer. Like, he's, like, trained in dance. Um, oh, that's cool. Legit. Uh, he's also great at matchstick men uh, way, way back um, and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, where he plays Chuck Barris, the host of the gong show, who also uh, tells everybody he doubles as a CIA agent. A wonderful performance. I believe that's on Hulu, Kyle. I, I thoroughly, highly recommend uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Anything he's in, mm-hmm. really. He's amazing. I, every time I see his name in, in, in the credits, I, I get a happy. Single shot's great. Frost Nixon, he's good. Um, and trying to bring down, you know, Richard Nixon. Uh, for the sitter, for as, as shitty of a movie that is, he's funny in, in his bit part. Uh, I, again, I've, I've always, always been happy. Hell, he was in Strictly Business. With Tommy <laughs> Davidson, for God's sakes. Uh, so His... upset, no. I felt he's deserving, but hell, Woody Harrelson's good. But if you see the movie, Sam Rockwell goes on a crazy transformation of character um, in that movie, where at first you're like, whoa, and then you're like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he just he, he turns it really well. Allison Janney for uh, I, Tanya, winning Best Supporting Actress, which a lot of people were expecting. Uh, but it's because it's a hell of a good performance. It's hard to watch. She beats the shit out of her kid. Uh, but, you know, she's got some pain there. I, I totally get it. But then you're like, well, did she inflict that on herself? Uh, Gary Oldman winning Best Actor for Darkest Hour portraying Winston Churchill. Of course, a lot of people just call it a makeup gig. Uh, but, hell, my cousin, who doesn't really like movies like that, uh, praised his performance. Uh, can't wait to check that out. Uh, Guillermo del Toro winning Best Director for The Shape of Water. Um, very surprising on that one, but not really, especially since it did win Best, uh, best Picture as well. Um, Christopher Nolan getting shut out yet again, even though Dunkirk did pick up uh, three awards. Uh, but I'm sure he was probably uh, expecting one of the two there. Uh, but Guillermo del Toro, I would say definitely well-deserving because he made Pan's Labyrinth, goddammit. Um, but the big, uh, the big winner again, mostly expected, but, uh, delivered a great speech. Francis McDormand winning best actress for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, and she, what was great is she, you could tell she was excited. She was happy. And she, she did something where she was like, Hey, all the nominees, all the women nominees stand up. Like she gave them their notice. Yes, Kyle. Coco is a double winner. Yes. Yeah. One best song. Yeah, and animated feature. An animated feature. 
Ooh, remember me. That's not even the best one in that joint. No. Actually, it's the main it's song. Sad. It's very sad, though. It is. Remember me. Stay away from uh, Taco Bell bells or them Liberty Bells when you're singing a song. <laughs> you, know, you won't get crushed. Getting crushed? What? Getting crushed? Yeah, What's dude, that, that crushed by a bell when he was singing a song. Remember me. Like crushed soda? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, it was uh, pretty, pretty amazing there, uh, Frances McDormand. But um, I, I would say the big thing that, that she did was uh, she talked about inclusion writers. Do you mm-hmm. know what that is there, sir? Um, No. That's what she ended her speech on for the women in Hollywood. She said two words, inclusion writer. So essentially what that means, you know, because of everything that is, that has been happening. Um, basically actors or oh. actresses can ask or demand to put in their contracts that they were to require a certain level of diversity among yeah. a film's cast and crew. Yeah. That's pretty dope. That is cool. But I don't know how many people will exercise their rights other than people of color. They might. She's not a person of color. Well, no, but she told the world what's up. But I'm saying, yeah. writers in particular, I don't know, maybe. But what I feel are like... four things you would have on your writer, Kyle? On my writer? Mm. Yeah. So what? what exactly is... A writer, because when I when I heard it, I'm thinking of writer, like I'm writing something. No, writer, writer is like, like say you're doing a interview at uh, Northrop uh, Auditorium. Okay. You're, you're interviewing, you know, a uh, let's say atmosphere or doom tree. Okay. And they're like, all right, Mr. Adams, you know, what what do you have on your writer? R Y D E R. And it's basically saying, what do you, what do we have to have for you when you arrive at our facility, essentially? Oh, that's cool. So, you know, or in this case, again, into their contract where, you know, it's like, okay, we want in our contract that we want an inclusion writer. We want a diverse atmosphere. We don't want to be covered by scary men. (laughs) So that's essentially saying as an actor, actress, what they want. So there's okay. So that would that hurt them in the long run then? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's yep. Because we we've known people. I mean, take Monique for example. I don't. From what I recall, well, a is hard to work with. She's a loud mouth. But if I remember correctly, she used to say that there's not enough. African Americans in films in general, and that pretty much got her blackballed. So yeah, I mean, you go from winning an Oscar to yeah, pretty much disappearing. So with with the demanding that type of of thing, is that going to get you hired? I think so. I mean, her husband is a Cohen brother, so I'm sure he can always write her a film. Yes, she, yes, I I don't think. It will. I mean, obviously, you got to have a certain level of clout to demand something like that. But hell, she mm-hmm. even said, I just found about this last week. You know, she was like, I've been in this business for 35 years and I'm just learning about this a week ago, you know, a week from the Oscars. 
you know, she was like, that's, that's horrible, you know? So with me learning these words, we sh- we're not going to be going back. We're not going to be going back to way how it was. I mean, the yep. statistics are horrible. What, what, you know, uh, what Jordan Peele was what the only fourth or fifth African American director or nominated for best director ever, and it just yep. started with John Singleton in Boys in the Hood like 27 yep. years ago. Like that's ludicrous. Um, yep. You know, best actor nominations what six? You know, and Denzel has like four of those. Uh, Portier probably has the other two. Um, <laughs> it's it's horrible. Women, you know, best director Greta uh, Greta Gerwig. What the fourth only woman to be nominated? Like it's insane. Yeah, four percent of women for were accounted for all directors last year. Out of like so, hundreds of movies. That's fair. I because that that means that like, and when I say diversity, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be black or white. It could be male, female, or Whatever it could be. So, I mean, no, I guess it won't. But I guess that's just me for thinking, like, narrow-minded and just thinking black or white. Just 31.4% of speaking characters were female, even though they represent a little bit more than half the population of the United States. 29% of speaking characters were from non-white racial ethnic groups, compared with nearly 40% in the U.S. Ooh. So that's why movies like The Big Sick, you know, like Get Out, you know, are are so important to showcase, you know, various walks of life that we all know of in the year 2000, well, 17, and now 18, and and beyond there. (laughs) To infinity. I just saw a video randomly. I woke up, like, and, and YouTube kept playing on the TV. It was the craziest video. It was... Buzz Lightyear versus Predator, I want to say it was. No, Darth <laughs> Vader. It was Epic Darth Vader versus, versus Buzz Lightyear. But it was a live action thing. So obviously oh. someone was in a baller Darth Vader outfit. But there was a dude dressed up like Buzz Lightyear with great special effects, a good score, and like legit fighting. It was insane. Wow, <laughs> it was I see. the coolest thing I've ever seen, and the ending was perfect. Like three point six like, oh, million views. What's that? Uh, the video by Nukazuka. Three point six million views one year ago. Darth Vader versus Burz Lightyear. Man, Burz tight. It is going up on the Facebook. Go ahead and uh, check us out. Facebook.com forward slash Pop or Strong Style Media. Yeah. Putting it up right now. <laughs> oh man! But you know, like I said, a, a pretty safe, a pretty safe Oscars. You know, I would say. I would think. Um, I like I said, I would have preferred Get Out or Phantom Thread, uh, or possibly even Dunkirk winning Best Picture. But hey, I, I get why The Shape of Water won. It's a you know a throwback to all the Hollywood hell. A silent movie won won the Oscar for for Best Picture what four years ago with the artist. You know this is mm-hmm. kind of the same vein. Yes, it's about a woman who falls in love with a man fish, but again, it's about forbidden love. It's about you know <laughs> what love could mean to you, and you know they just throw old time Hollywood. You know it's a love letter to the MGM you know years, if you will. 
Um, and the Academy digs that. There are a lot of, you know, older white people. So that's what they like. A, a big rumor going around, Kyle, was they weren't even watching the screeners of Get Out. So they knew Get Out had no chance in hell um, winning Best uh, best Picture because wow. of that. Really? Yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else? You know what isn't depressing, or you know, carrying your uh, your buck or your trophy uh, after a, a great uh, morning deer hunting. And FML mm. Solutions has uh, the easiest, uh, most like I, w- I would say best way uh, that you can deer hunt. Not only by having a great portable deer stand. But uh, take a listen at, at the commercial and learn a little bit more about FML Solutions. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Also, check out FML Solutions, Inc. at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds this weekend, March 9th, 10th, and 11th, during the Outdoor News Deer and Turkey Classic in St. Paul. When you're picking up your deer stand, let them know Strong Style Media sent you. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, my belief don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't. I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man. Cause it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go. 
chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh, my Someone call a doctor! Hey, I'm Dr. Afkin. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Yeah, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contest whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pokers, poker, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. When I was in Moscow, they talked about a program that Khrushchev had set up. Young officers trained to seduce and manipulate. They called them sparrows. The thing I just cannot wrap my head around is why a man would put his knees through something like that. I was told to take a man to a hotel to get the information. And in exchange, my mother would get the doctor she needed. Instead, they cut his throat. He died on top of me. There could be no witnesses, so my uncle gave me a choice. Die or become a sparrow. This is the moment fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Yeah, baby! Welcome to the box office beat down. Luda, uh, welcome back to the Pop Culturist. That, of course, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Joel Egerton from this past weekend's Red Sparrow, uh, the ballerina assassin movie, if you will. Uh, the movie, though, Kyle. That got high praise from an author, uh, also ex-CIA agent. He says this movie gets the spy life right. Any intrigue into this movie now, knowing that its authenticity is is pretty spot on? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to wait until it comes out on the voodoo. (laughs) Would you see Proud Mary over this? Uh, wow, probably not. Or do you think women aren't good assassins? It's not that. Um, <laughs> oh, your voice got high. <laughs> Come on, man, don't air me out like that. No, it's not. I <laughs> you saw Atomic Blonde, right? That's on the voodoo. That is on the voodoo, and guess what? Kyle has not seen it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you ass at least, right? Yeah, and Hit Girl was cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> Black Black Widow doesn't do anything for me. No, this this no. should have been the Black this should have been the Black Widow movie. Yeah, you think so? And, I mean, she didn't have to be a ballerina, but like 
to me, everyone's been clamoring for a Black Widow movie. A, it's a cardboard character in those films. And B, this is what I expect to how, you know, Scarlett Johansson's character turns into a, a, a cold-blooded assassin. She doesn't have to be a ballerina. She could have been a baker or a beekeeper or a or businesswoman. Swerve. She does. She's a bricklayer. Oh, Wham. boom. <laughs> she's already halfway there then. Um, Shouts the dog. <laughs> but did she knock out? <laughs> but did she knock out the king of Wakanda, King T'Challa? God, that movie. Um, <laughs> I will. Should I answer that question with a with a beat? Yeah. All right. Let me find it real quick. I just had it. Stupid. Uh, mouse. Dang. See, I, I got like this gaming mouse and the wheel. I keep using it, having faith that it eventually fixes itself, but no, it doesn't. What PC game are you on right now? Sims 4 for life. The hell is Sims 4? Sims number four, man. That's that's what that that's is. what I play. And Ryan gives me so much shit for it, but it is fun. He plays magic. It, yeah, but Sims is Sims so is like give him shit for that. Come on, Alex. You've heard of you've heard of Sims. I, I don't. The what Sims, is that a Half Life? No, The Sims is like the what is it? I guess real life simulator where you can like create your character, you can build a house around them. But now it's Minecraft? like evolved. No. <laughs> Sounds just like Minecraft. All right. So in Sims, I, I'm there's current things you can do, and one of them is <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted I've never like mastered a career, and, um. Wait, in computer life or or real life? Both. Um, but it, in this case, <laughs> the Sims. <laughs> in this case, the Sims. <laughs> and um. When you master careers, you get certain uh, certain furniture or or clothing for your home or your home. I was going to say house for your home, and so uh, uh, I'm trying to master careers and see what I can get out of it. Um, and so my one my main character is a uh, computer technician, and nice. I'm married to this chick, and we have one kid. Is it a, a interracial baby? No, Black Power. Ooh, Wakanda forever. T'Challa. Um, <laughs> T'Challa. So like, do you build like businesses? Do you get like a IRA fund and like life insurance? So you just go day by day. You go day by day. Um, you get paid for working, or you can become like a painter and sell things. You can Whoa. own a retail store. You can own a restaurant. Um, and you can do multiple things, like be a scientist, be a doctor, be, yeah. Is there like a hot coffee mode, a la GTA, in this? Uh, there is. It's a. It's, <laughs> it's funny because there's mods <laughs> you can do, and I, I should really call my friend Amber, but um, she <laughs> is really into this too, right? And so she has this mod where like. Like, in, in The Sims, if you use the bathroom or if you, like, get naked, they blur you out, right? Okay. Um, and so in, the Sim, in her mod, they don't have that. And then um, in, in 
the Sims game, you can only have sex in the bed, and they don't call it sex. They say woohoo, right? Like woohoo mm-hmm. with, and then they'll they'll let you choose who you want to woohoo with if you have a high enough flirting woo-hoo. level. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. It sounds funny, but and so, but in case in her mod, it's called like wicked, get wicked, I guess. And so like you can have like you can woohoo on like kitchen counters and um, couches and beds and floors and stairs and all types of stuff. And um, and in her case, they show like areola, nipple, like flip flaps, and all types of other stuff. Flip and flaps. Um... <laughs> damn, people get murked in Hercules. But but conti- and, so th- this is like so when when your bowel has to move, like do you get like does your mouth shake or does it like a poo emoji on the screen that says you gotta go relieve yourself? Yeah, like your Sims will get uncomfortable. And they'll, like, they'll make, like, a face. <laughs> they'll show a face. Because, like, on the bottom left is, like, an avatar of you. And it goes to your emotions. You could be, like, happy, inspired, sad, angry, or uncomfortable. And uncomfortable is, like, when your moods get low. And so, like, if your bladder meter, meter gets too mo- low, you can eventually use the bathroom on yourself. Um, Whoa! And then you'll just see like a puddle form around you and you'll start crying and then uh, uh, you'll become embarrassed and they'll show that on the screen. <laughs> they'll show it on the screen and then you have to like wash yourself because then your hygiene level goes all the way down too, like when you use the bathroom Jeez. on yourself. So, yeah. That's when girls <laughs> don't want to get freaky in the club with you? Uh, it's possible. You can use they the bathroom that when you shame, in the club. that shame is just on you? Yeah. Like if you, it's funny because like if you stink, like that, like other Sims will not want to talk to you or they'll get mad. Um, <laughs> so it's got to cool. Really? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Sims is very. It's it's evolved a lot, but it's. I'm surprised you never heard of it. I think you're just jerking my chain because everybody should know that jerking. Your, what is this? The 80s. Um, what's funny. <laughs> Is I'm I'm watching straight out of Compton and it's on FX and they showed uh, O'Shea Jr. I was like, wow, that guy really looks like Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, they did a really good job. <laughs> and then I was like, oh wait, der. Um, but anywho, did you happen to watch this on April? <laughs> you know, twenty days into April. Oh no, no, no! Unfortunately, not. But um, the guy who they got as Dre is good, but he's just not threatening. Mm-hmm. That's fair. No, it's just. It's, but what's crazy? Shout out to FX, by the way. They played this movie uncut. That's cool. Like, but I mean, it's really and not... they they let you know. They say, hey, they're swearing. There's nudity. Like, we're playing this how it's intended to be seen. Because it was uh, on my DVR after Atlanta ended. ended, And I was like, what? I was like, that's... Like, I had to rewind it. But like, am I daydreaming? Like, what, what's happening? Um, but I thought that's really... And I just checked the 7 o'clock time, and it's TVMA. So I'm like, wow, they are... They are all Raising the bar. But they say the F word on, like, American ho- Crime Story and Horror Story and all that shit, so... They yeah, they, they're hardcore. starting to say uh, shit on, like, local channels, too, I, I know. Um, <laughs> which is crazy. Carol Levin <laughs> News, they just start saying that. Now this shit happened. 
<laughs> look at this shit here. <laughs> look at this. Why come look at this? Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> the news just got R-rated. People just said whatever they wanted. Like, just imagine. Oh, oh, I gotta show you. Um, there's this Facebook video of this dude. He's like talking on the phone. He leans to the side and sees there's a news camera. Puts his mm-hmm. phone in his pocket and then does the Chicago footwork live on the news. And he's like, "Oh my me. god, I saw that. Yes, yes." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's not a but like but like my uh my, my, my thing was like just imagine if uh uh they let any like you know those those um I guess black folks that like <laughs> say they're on the news and they're the eyewitness to stuff. Like just yep. imagine that, like they're cursing and swearing and all type of stuff. <laughs> I will watch the news then for sure. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's too depressing. We need we need more F bombs in the news. Um yeah. Man, that yeah, I that would be pretty funny actually. That would be I could lit. just imagine. Um, speaking <laughs> of lit, coming in at number five, uh, Peter Rabbit with ten million dollars, eighty million over the last couple of weeks here. Uh, wow, I'd say a pretty, pretty, pretty successful. <laughs> only sadly though, Kyle, with the price skyrocketing on EpiPens. That probably only gets you about 12 EpiPens with that $80 million. Uh Coming in at number four, a second week in a row, $10.7 million over the weekend. Over $33 million domestic over the last couple of weeks. Game nights, the Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, uh, kind of mystery kidnapping thriller comedy. Uh, the new directors of, uh, of Flashpoint, um, who also directed uh, Vacation, I want to believe, um, Takes over the reins. Uh, pretty pro- positive on the Rotten Tomatoes. This was one of the movies I went to go check out uh, last weekend. But crazy enough, sold out. Um, so, you know, hopefully I will uh, get a chance to check that out uh, by next show since it is on my radar. Since, since I'm a fan of pretty much of uh, everybody there. But uh, coming in at number three, a movie that, again, was sold out, Death Wish. Uh, the uh, Eli Roth remake of the Charles Bronson classic, or just ask Ryan. Um, Bruce Willis taking over the uh, the the role made famous by uh, by Bronson here, uh, only getting thirteen million dollars um, over its opening weekend, getting a lot of flack. A lot of people are saying, why is this movie released? You know, especially with uh, the events in Florida. You know, they're saying, hey Eli Roth, are you pro gun? I think, hey people, settle down. It's just a movie, uh, but it's getting a lot of flack there. Uh, Eli Roth even kind of going, um, posting his uh, rebuttal, if you will, on uh, online there. So I don't know. This uh, kind of has my intrigue. Read a lot of uh, reviews that were eh, and then one that kind of you know piqued my interest. So uh, I'll probably check this along with Kyle on the Voodoo. Coming in at number two though, uh, the King is still reigning. Uh, the the uh, Ballerina turned assassin could not take him out. Red Sparrow, um, the Jennifer Lawrence uh, vehicle, coming in with $17 million. I would say a tad bit under uh, projection, um, but I get it. It's an R-rated Jennifer Lawrence movie. And I, and what I've heard, the, uh, the kind of previews in itself, Kyle, very misleading. It's not going to be very atomic blonde where it's more going to be kind of a slow burn, you know, kind of this is how you, you know, get into this life. 
but not really showing you the, you know, what you expect out of being an assassin. So probably a little slower pace more uh, for some, especially with her uh, younger fan base there. Uh, but good for her for trying out a different role. Uh, I was kind of iffy on this, but uh, kind of reading how it's not just a atomic blonde. Uh, I don't even want to say a knockoff because there are other awesome movies besides atomic blonde. Uh, but, you know, mm. kind of that, that, that heroine, if you will, a little bit more story to that, which I, I could definitely, definitely dig there. But King's back uh, three weeks in a row. Um, Ryan Coogler killing it. Uh, $65 million in its third week. Kyle, you, you know how you mentioned you thought $100 million its second week was a big disappointment. That's generally what a lot of Marvel movies get in their second week, between mm-hmm. 60 and $50 million, and it did it, it's, its third week here. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, with that, it's already grossed over $500 million, uh domestically in about 17 days, I want to say. Uh, so kudos to that. Already topped nine hundred million worldwide. Like bonkers. bonkers. Yeah, for three weeks, that's that's huge. That's huge. I would say that's huge for three weeks. Like that's normally what like uh what movie was it? Civil War. It took them like almost a month, like a month mm-hmm. and a half to hit a, a billion. Right? Mm-hmm. That is correct. The only okay. that is correct. The only movie that it's behind now in domestic total by 123 million is The Avengers. It's already okay. beaten Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3, Civil War, which that was at 408. So, I don't know if it's going to touch The Avengers. I think in Infinity War, depending on where the Malcolm what have you. And it might help them with kind of the shifting that they did, which we'll get to here uh, in the uh, Manic Movie Minutes. But um, it's it unheard question. of. Lo- yeah. So Black Panther, to me, got the Obama treatment. Had it not been that way, I mean, like, do, do you, like is, that, is that the bulk of the success, you think? What do you mean the Obama treatment? They they went to go see it pretty much because it's a African American film basically, and you a mean lot of people, white people went out to go see it because it's an African American film. No, but I mean like more more African Americans went to go see it more than most. Like I, I think because that nine hundred million a lot of that came from African Americans. Positive role model, finally for the black community to show their children a king. You know, saving his country, saving his land against, you know, the prodigal son, that that return that was dismissed. There's so much that can be related in today's, you know, world with the youth that are trying to reach. Hey, you don't have to deal. You don't have to sell or shoot guns. You don't have to rob. Like, there's there's other ways out. And I think that's why it's successful. Mm Mm-hmm. That and buying out of movie theaters, you know, for certain screenings, which I think is great, by the way. I, but it's it's also a good movie. It's a good story. Like, I would totally see this again. You know, time has passed. I've seen it twice already where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I would like to check this out after a few weeks. 
of not seeing it. It's just a fun movie. And I think it works on all levels. Is it Academy Award Best Picture? I don't know. We'll know, you know, come, you know, Jan- or, yeah, January when nominations are released in 2019. Um, but Christopher Nolan's saying it's got a damn good chance. If Nolan's saying, yeah, that, that possibly could be nominated for Best Picture. I mean, that's that's a pretty high high regard. But Obama treatment, no. Again, I think it's something where a lot of our generation, Kyle, a lot of that 80s and 90s where, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know how urban areas are nowadays. I'm sure not a lot has changed. But, you know, there, there weren't movies like this when we were kids that we could see, you know, someone of color, you know, take charge and, and you know, j- like I said, you know, being the king of a nation and trying to take what back what's his, you know, in a way. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Um, you know, I, I just think the positivity of black women is a huge focal point in this movie, which is amazing to see. Because Lupita Nyong'o won an Oscar for playing a slave. She's kicking ass, you know, as as the uh, the ex love interest of uh, of the Black Panther of uh, King Kachala. Um, and it works. And again, Letitia Wright playing a sister. I mean, she just knocks it out of the park. She makes young girls, um, women, you know, what, what have you, you know, in such a positive light, white, brown, you know, black, what, what have you, you know, it's just a cool, um, empower, powerful character that, that needs to be portrayed. And I think is done fantastically. Interesting. And it's different. It is it's different. not the same Avengers. It's oh, not Iron Man. You know, is is going to you know, be in peril and get out of it. You know, in this one, I was like, oh shit, I don't know what what's gonna happen. <laughs> Do they re, you know revive him in the Avengers movie? Like what what the shit's gonna happen? You know, with with him and Killmonger's scene, which I thought was brilliant. Their their fight. Yeah, I thought it was good too. Um, I I hate how. People try to trash it for what it is already. You know what I mean? Like uh, somebody mentioned that. Oh, why does it have to? Why does the black person have to be a villain as well? Why does two black people have to fight over land? Um, <laughs> well, if it was black game. versus white, that would cause a lot of shit. Of course, and it would, because it's it, part it, of the story. Mm-hmm. However, they went a different route um, with the wolf, which I mentioned. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's just crazy how they how the I guess quote unquote woke tried to uh, bash it, and then they really tried to say how people uh, uh, will go see Black Panther, but they won't go see Birth of a Nation. Yeah, but those are two entirely entirely different movies. Of course, they that's, are. I mean. One's real that's, life, that's one's fictional. Heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one's a reality, uh, yeah. and one is just for fun. Like, of course, it's gonna be. I don't know. It's to me, it was a good film. I liked it for what it was. I liked the message behind it. And there's gonna be a sequel. Like, so just watch the sequel, and, and they'll explain more about it, and they'll talk more, and everything will be fine. And you wouldn't have to call things for what they are, quote unquote, and 
So, and, uh, so what's the hood know? report on this movie? So it does. I mean, is it just like, do they think it's bullshit? Do they they're like, well, that's not real life, so whatever. Um, some people. Well, there's only one person I know that really got into it, and that was my coworker Desi. And he was like, he was saying he liked it because he feels like for for people that's in the ghetto, um, all they know is what's around them. And if you're in the ghetto, pretty much is, is to say that there's walls, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so he's saying if you take a kid out the ghetto, you break down that wall, you show them to the world of electronics where, they, where they're learning, you know, um, about circuits and switches and, and, you know, wattages and all that other stuff. And, and, and then they're not even going to have to worry about guns. They're not going to have to worry about, you know, all that other stuff. Cause they're going to be too focused on trying to learn something new and then that'll be their ticket out. And so he's saying that, um, and, and, and that, and that's the case with, um, you know, black Panther is that they need to share their resources. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They need to share their resources. And so, um, spoiler alert, they uh, set up shop where it all began, and um, it's in the urban community. And so I think it's kind of cool that uh, that they're, they're doing that. They're showing, um, you know, giving, giving an outlet, um, an alternative, other than uh, what you see in the ghettos, which is pretty much clothes, food, liquor. Um, and that's all Miracle. they know. It, and that's true. Like, like if you don't uh, check cashing places, um, chicken shacks, liquor stores, clothing stores. Like that's all you will see. And I know going from Lindell, uh, over North Minneapolis, Lindell and Broadway to at least, uh, Penn and Broadway, I've counted seven different chicken places. Wow. <laughs> No, and their their streets are alphabetical ties, so like what A B C D, like well, I don't know. It's 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 a lot of blocks. But I mean, like nine within that that time frame. That's crazy. Seven to nine different chicken places. So <laughs> some of those you need know, to come down, and they need friends. to come on. Well, yeah. I mean, well, kind of. <laughs> Harold's Chicken got busted for that. Yeah. Um, this is a yeah, Harold's in Minnesota. It was one. It was a Harold's chicken, Holy and they shit. they got caught for laundering money in, and so it closed down. But I don't think it was the Harold's. I think it just happened to be called Harold's chicken. <laughs> it wasn't the one where <laughs> all the murders in Chicago happened. Shout out to to Browns, Harold's, and churches. Uh, <laughs> uh, every time I go home, I drive past. I was like, oh, a lot of people were murdered here. I want I want to ask you, have you heard of... I haven't checked Netflix yet. I'm probably going to check it here soon. But there's this film called Veronica. Yes! And it's, it's allegedly the scariest film ever made. It's based on an absolute real story. Scientists are unable to explain the deaths in the film. Netflix has said only one out of 100 people are able to watch the film in full. Uh, experts are suggesting that it can kill... Weak-hearted people can kill wow. what? Weak-hearted people. Oh, so it's so not the Veronica movie where a girl ends up with like two druggy jerks and they go like on that's a drug Victoria. Field night. 
Oh yes, that is Victoria, which is Victoria is good. Did you see that? I thought that movie was great. Yeah, I thought that movie was great. Oh, and I saw another film on Netflix called The Breadwinner or Breadmaker. It's an animated film. Um, yes, yes, that looks sad. It's actually really good. I liked it. Yeah, no, it looks great, but no, it just also looks very, very sad. So, so I think it won you, you can die from Veronica. Apparently, if you have a weak heart, like a pacemaker or something. Man, they're doing good with their promos. <laughs> that can't be real. One out of a hundred people, one percent. Really? That means like me and you cannot finish this film. Oh, I said we. I said we finish it. We're reviewing it. Check out next week when we watch Victoronica or Veronica. <laughs> I am oh, checking. Oh, the Netflix gift right is now. on Netflix. Everybody, watch the gift. The Joel Egerton written and directed film with him, Jason Bateman, and Rebecca Hall. It's so crazy. It's it's a slow burn to the nth degree. That ending, man, oh, it shocks me every time. 1991 Madrid. There's a seance. It's only an hour and 45 minutes. I should be good with that. You found it? Yeah. Check out next week. Maybe one of us won't be here. Maybe the other uh, <laughs> will be part of the 1%. Uh, but hopefully before I die from watching Netflix's original Veronica, uh, check out the Joe McHale show uh, with Joe McHale on Netflix. It's the soup with Joe McHale, but on Netflix, they could swear every now and then. And it's no longer Mankini. It's One Piece Man, but I'm totally fine with that. Joe McHale, you're awesome. Whoa, there's like three different Veronicas. Whoa. Let's you see. know it was also an Elvis Costello song, too? Really? Uh, ow, it's playing noise. Jesus. All right, so this one says in 91. Uh, whoa. Okay, well, there's two. Uh, in 1991, Madrid, after holding a seance in school, a teen girl minding her younger siblings at home suspects an evil force has entered their apartment. So is that the one, or... It says, a reclusive psycho- psychologist agrees to treat a patient whose therapist is missing at her remote cabin where the woman tests each other's boundaries. Whoa. Wow. That sounds like it could be any single one of them. I know. We're going to watch both. <laughs> Audiences Veronica have to switch to off. Whoa. Which one is this? What? Sorry about being too loud. I was I was trying not to talk over the uh, um, face. Uh, uh, I was gonna say Facebook. Noise. It's it's the 1991 Spain Barcelona movie. Is it okay? I kind of want to see this other one too. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. I'm freaking out. I didn't do scary movies well. And blank. This is a good one. Interesting. Have you seen The Collector or The Collection? I've seen The Collector. I thought that was a that, very well done. Ooh, that was good. And then The Collection, which I believe is on Voodoo, um, is the sequel to it. 
Let me guess. He collects other collectors. Uh, no. Dude actually goes from a Simpsons episode. Huh? <laughs> Dude goes back to the house. Really? Yeah. They <laughs> they kidnap him. Uh, some cops do. They kidnap him and say, "Hey, uh, we found out about this dude. Um, we believe he's killing again. You're gonna help us get this family out." And he's like, "What? <laughs> no, y'all can't make me do this." And, then he, and so he's like, "He's like, I'll show you guys how to get there, but I'm I'm not going in there." And then he was, mm-hmm. he was like, "All right, fine." So then he shows them how to get there, and they're like, "Cool!" And they throw him out the car and drive off. He's like, "Fuck." He goes back in the house. <laughs> There's a family oh, in there, man. and uh, yeah, it is Check good. Check the voodoo. Both are good. Yeah, I do like that first one. Um, a movie that I'm hoping to like, and one that I'm intrigued by, uh, Ava DuVernay uh, coming in with the some say unadaptable. But she uh, begs to differ. Here's her take on Disney's A Wrinkle in Time. I just want them to see black girls, uh, little girls of all colors, to really see themselves as the hero. I mean, in this film, Meg is the leader of her crew. She's got her little brother, Charles Wallace, who's in her ear. She's got her friend, Calvin, who's in her ear. But they're in her ear because they're all asking her, Meg, what do we do? She's the leader. She is the one. She says, do you trust me in the movie? Do you trust me? He's like, yeah, I trust you. She's like, well, then come on. And he follows her. And this is a little white boy, right? That's a powerful image for white boys to be able to see that and be like, yeah, I I can trust her, right? These are big, big um, um, issues that we put in, like, a small kid-like manner in the film. But hopefully they plant seeds with this generation. Hey, NBC News viewers, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by clicking on. Thanks, Lester Holt, originally from NBC5. Um, Speaking of the Obama treatment, as you kind of alluded to earlier, do you think that might, uh, the wrinkle in time, might get that same treatment? You want, no. 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 Why? Because, uh, yeah, in order to have, well, I mean, that could be it, <laughs> but there's not too many celebrities endorsing it. That's part of the Obama treatment. The Obama treatment is to get all of the African-Americans, got, you know, riled up to, to, to know about this one thing, um, and you use huge celebrity endorsements to back it up. People like uh, Will I Am or Kendrick Lamar or... Ah! No one cares what Will I Am thinks. Come on. Oh, when he had that hologram and he was like, "Everybody vote Obama." They're like, "Okay, Will I Am." No, <laughs> if, if anyone did, then you should never vote again. Good God. <laughs> no, but you've never saw uh, Boondocks when they're talking about the Obama election and they ask Granddad, he's like, "Why are you voting for Obama?" Because the nigga black. And that's basically yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I feel like it, when they, when that's what I mean by the Obama treatment. Like they're going to go see. I mean, he was also smart and educated, and he knew what he was doing. He was great. They didn't care about Illinois. that. They didn't care about that. Really? Because I heard the opposite. 
What he cleaned up Chicago for the four years that he was there. I believe it. But somebody was like Obama, man, he ain't do nothing. Oh, he did. Yeah, I believe it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even do good in, uh, I guess, here in the U.S. He wasn't a bad president to me. I mean, then again, like, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna be 100% honest. When it comes to politics or anything else, I feel like. If it don't apply to my everyday life, then I don't pay attention. And that's as bad as that sounds. Um, so, like, when it comes to, to finding out presidents and voting and stuff, I, I really mm-hmm. don't. Because, I, I mean, they say, like, I should know who I'm voting for and, and because, you know, he's going to be in charge of things and stuff like that. But, like, Trump's been president for almost – he's been president for, what, a year now? Almost? Yep. Um, and – I really haven't felt that much of an impact with him being president other than just people talking about how stupid he is. So, I mean, like when it comes to politics and stuff like that, like I, I don't pay attention to it as much as I should. Educate yourself. That's all I got. Read at least three articles a day, but choose your source. I do that, but it's not, but it's not with politics. Oh no. You got to read Newsweek and, Washington Post. Then I feel like I'm using my youth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Speaking like of I'm... using their youth, uh, Ava DuVernay, uh, again, directed and snubbed uh, for Selma. Yes, it was nominated for Best Picture, uh, but mm. she did not get a nod for Best Director. Um, also, the wonderful Academy Award-winning documentary, The 13th, uh, which is on Netflix. Check that uh, wonderful piece out. Uh, but, uh, again, coming in with a wrinkle in time, like she said, you know, it's about a black girl, you know, who's trying to look for her dad. Her dad is missing. He is a scientist, and she's just trying to figure out, you know, how to travel to whatever, you know, planet, distance, time, you know, that that he's stuck in. And, and you know, she has little white boys following her. No. Um, no, but this looks like a fun movie, a little... Uh, I'm not too familiar with the book, I'll be honest. And I, I read a lot as a kid, uh, but not too familiar with the, with the story. Uh, I enjoyed the director. This cast is great. Again, you got the original Queen Bee, uh, Oprah Winfrey. You got Weiss Witherspoon, Mindy Kaling, uh, Gugu and Butha, uh, Ra, who I love again from uh, uh, San Junipero in uh, Black Mirror. Uh, Michael Pena, Zach Galifianakis, Chris Pine, uh, Storm Reed, who is the uh, the main character, Meg Murray, uh, Andre Holland, who is wonderful on uh, American Horror Story, Roanoke. Um, so again, pretty damn good cast. The the reviews coming in haven't been uh, as positive, and and I have no idea why. Uh, but this is one I will definitely be checking out on Friday. Again, the the trailers are very confusing, so I can kind of get where the audience might not fully be there. Um, and of course the people that love the story, you know, might be disappointed. So I, it's going to be a hard thing. I'm going to go in there as clear minded as I can be. Um, the stranger sequel, uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the, the live Tyler movie. Um, very scary. That's the, that's horrid to me. Kyle is, uh, like home invasions or real life shit. That's the stuff that really, freaks me the hell out um but this one uh i don't know if it's the same family or whatnot it's been quite a long time since the uh the original here 
probably, I would say, about 10 years, if not a little bit more. Um, but basically, people get terrorized by these mass creeps. Um, did you like the first one, Kyle? Um, I don't think I saw it. So, yeah, people are going to get murked. It's going to be <laughs> gruesome. It's going to be sad. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I get a little bit of that uh, into my personality. Whoa, that sounds weird. So I, I Sometimes I like watching these movies for some reason. I don't know. Mm. Just to know that I have emotion and I'm alive. Uh, the Gringo uh, is coming out starring Martin Luther King, um, a.k.a. David Iowalo, um, uh, as well as Charlie Theron, Joel Egerton, um, Sandy Newton, uh, Charlton Copley, who's amazing, Amanda Seyfried, uh, based off a screenplay and directed by Joel Egerton's brother, Nash Egerton. So I don't know if it was, you know, he just brought his friends in, you know, kind of supporting this guy. But uh, this is about uh, pretty much David uh, Oyelowo uh, has to go to Mexico, get this uh, marijuana pill, essentially, you know, over the border. Uh, and pretty much deal uh, with with the warlords and the crime lords through this business. Um, so essentially, it looks a little sloppy, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure how the hell this movie is. I just know Charlize Theron apparently goes on a cursing rant uh, that is taken online by storm, but I don't know. This is more of a voodoo film for me. Uh, but the big movie I'm really looking forward to, Kyle, uh, is a movie that looks like a modern day Heather's with two actresses that uh, I've been a fan of for, for quite some time. Here is Thoroughbreds. I felt like nothing played. Did you hear anything? Oh, did we lose Alex too? No. No. Did you hear any sound? Nothing. Okay. No mas, no mas. Let me refresh the soundboard here and see if that did anything. Oh, that's weird. It it, it made the uh, seconds countdown like it was playing. Man, countdown and everything. But essentially, Thoroughbreds is, uh, again, a uh, what I've the tagline, Heather's meets American Psycho. We have a business proposition for you. Okay, there it is. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. Alex, can you introduce the clip one more time and we'll, we'll, we'll cue it in? Um, <laughs> this film uh, pretty much centers on a thing that scares me uh, more than home invasion, Kyle. It's a bored, privileged white youth. Here is a thoroughbreds. Beautifully done. We have a business proposition for you. I'm being foolish. The worst fake crying I've ever seen. She's just using the technique. The what? The technique. Holy... Uh, Amanda, this is my stepdad, Mark. How long are you here, Amanda? My mom's going to pick me up around midnight. Midnight's late for us. I'll call your mom. 
She can come pick you up now. She's busy. Doing what? Chemotherapy. I don't have any feelings, ever. And that doesn't necessarily make me a bad person. It just means I have to work a little harder to be good. I'm sending you to boarding school. After that, you're off my payroll. You hate him. You despise him. Honey, you can't go in looking like that. I'm fine. Just... I'm not going to have to stand here all day like a robot repeating myself. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You ever think about just killing him? How would you? What the hell is he even doing here? I am providing you all with early drug experiences that you will forever cherish. Who the hell are you? <laughs> we have a business proposition for you. You got a gun? Yes, I have a gun. You don't know where I come from. Westchester. I'm in. You have no idea. I didn't think you'd bring it here. You want to hold it? No, thanks. Anyway, you cannot hesitate. The only thing worse than being incompetent or being unkind or being evil is being indecisive. Okay. Shall we? What am I going to tell my dad? Wear a hat. We're keeping this, by the way. That, again, was uh, Corey Finley's uh, Thoroughbreds. I would say it's a more funny games meets Heather's uh, meets Jawbreaker, for sure. Uh, American Psycho, I, I'm not sure. But this is a movie that, that has been high on my radar. Again, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, wonderful uh, in The Witch as well as uh, Split from last year. She's actually in quite a bit of, of different movies. She was supposed to be in The New Mutants, which that got pushed into 2019. She was the uh, titular character Morgan, um, which from what I saw, I think I saw about like two-thirds of it, didn't mind it. I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, Olivia Cook, who was in uh, Me, Earl, and The Dying Girl, which was a little... Uh, a little great movie coming out of uh, Sundance a few years ago, uh, as well as uh, she'll be getting the the big Hollywood treatment uh, at the end of the month with Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Uh, and of course, I believe this is the final um, big screen appearance for Anton uh, Yelchin, who kind of plays the uh, the bumbling Tim, who who helps these girls try to uh, get rid of Lily's dad here. Um, Again, Kyle, this movie, I'm sure, ravaged in satire. You know, it, it, it's going to be very dark, but it will be very hilarious. Um, does this piss you off, this type of movie? Because the characters that it kind of shows? Mm, no. No, not really. Um, I saw the trailer for it. It actually kind of looks interesting. Um, I don't know. Like, see, on IMDb, it's getting, like, decent ratings. Same with Metacritic around to me. It's, like, it's kind of like, but IMDb got the lower between the three. So I, I don't know if I would want to see it, like, on the weekend, though. That's the only thing. But it still interests me. 
I would I I would I plan to hopefully check it out by uh this weekend. But it's a movie that's not gonna be you know essentially played <laughs> you know, where where I'm at. I'm sure I'll have to travel uh two plus hours to check it out. But if uh if the timing's right, why not? Um out of these uh couple of movies, Kyle, what if any uh would get your weekend the money or your five dollar Tuesday money? I guess wrinkle in time. And thoroughbred. Because of, of Oprah? Yep. <laughs> Oprah owns my soul. I kind of feel like I have to, I have to, I'm obligated to go see it. Boom. <clears throat> Good answer. You know who else owns my soul? Or you know who owns the soul? Of uh, every comic book geek, that would be the uh, Marvel, uh, because they made everybody breathe a sigh of relief and excitement, um, because they are releasing Infinity Ward one week early, the end of April. There, uh, Kyle, what, what what are your thoughts on on this April twenty uh, seventh to be exact? Um, uh, pretty pretty cool. I mean, it, it's gonna pretty much open up with all the international markets. Robbie Down Robert Downey Jr. pretty much uh, was like, "Hey, MCU Marvel Universe, uh, do you think we can get this movie anytime earlier?" And then they said, "Sure, you'll give it a week later." And he's like, "You're welcome, Planet Earth." Um, <laughs> they were smart. So they like, would do it one more week earlier. They were smart. Really. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, the date you said it's being released on? Uh, I believe April like 27th. And if April 27th is on a Friday, one week before that should be the 20th. Oh, so, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think they're going to be... I, I, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to... Uh, Go down that route, even though I'm sure a lot Deadpool too would have been great on that date, but they don't want to take the shine away from uh, Broken Lizards there with with uh, Super Troopers Super too. Troopers so too. Which, which respect that. Um, which no, by the way, uh, I'm sorry, Alex. Which by the way, it's not. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't. People are still going to see Super Troopers too, regardless. Like they're going to go watch it with their homies uh, during that, and then they might go. You know. Go see uh, um, Infinity War right after. Good old days. I remember when movies would actually do that. You would have like, hey, come see this movie. But really, sneak into that one. Um, <laughs> it should be interesting. I mean, and and when it moved to that date, uh, Amy Schumer's movie, I believe it's called I'm So Pretty, uh, then got pushed. Uh, she was like, well... I, I guess we're not going to uh, release this movie, you know, like uh, we're going to actually then go a week early because they didn't want to be decimated by, uh, by the Avengers there. And then, mm. then the rock was like, you know what? We're, we're going to need some, some, some room to breathe, you know, some room to dominate. So he moved the rampage up a week as well, uh, which kind of messes up uh, 
Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One, since that will only have two weeks to dominate the box office, since Rampage oh. again now will be coming out April 13th, when originally that was supposed to come out on 420. Uh, so it'll be interesting with that aspect, where now The Rock only has two weeks to dominate, where Jumanji has dominated, what, pretty much the whole winter. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know what this bolds for The Rock because, again, it, it originally had three weeks of, of you know, box office, uh, where now it's only getting two, where why Marvel moved the Avengers, Kyle, A, they're trying to cash in on the Black Panther, you know, success and popularity, which, why not? I'm, I would, yeah. I'm not mad that I get to see it a week before. But also, yeah. it gives themselves three weeks before Deadpool 2 comes out, where originally it was just two. So they're thinking dominance with that. My question yeah. to you though, Kyle, the people that pre-ordered tickets months ago for that opening day, when it comes out a week earlier, what happens to those guys? They just get bumped up too, I'm I'm 100% certain cuz they're going to complain if not. Like does the movie theater contact them or do they contact the theater? Uh, I'd imagine that it's people are gonna contact the theater. Um, whenever things did come out like that, we didn't make no phone calls. Uh, working at the movie theaters, <laughs> we we didn't make phone calls for anything. Like nothing. <laughs> Snowstorm, we're not gonna call you and say we're closing. Like you're just gonna show up and be like, what the hell? Um, so I mean, like we we don't. So I imagine people are going to be like, hey, since it's coming out, do I get my ticket? And we're going to say, yeah, come on in. We'll exchange your ticket. Otherwise, we'll see you on the 20th. <laughs> 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 on the 27th. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I imagine people would have to come in and exchange their tickets. Yeah, no, I, that was my first thought. I was like, what happens to those people that bought it? For like the midnight Thursday screening, you know, like, oh, and it's already going to be out for like six days. Oh. I would be pissed. Yeah, I would be too, because then it's like, well, <laughs> but I like just imagine like if they if they released it an hour early and then movie theaters start selling them again, like, well, we got these for sale now, and they're going to be like, yeah, oh, oh, that would piss me off. <laughs> but uh, I feel know, like people. People would get accommodated uh-huh. because they bought it for the release, so I feel like they would get accommodated and they would say, you know, no problem, come in and change your ticket. Like that's fine, because the movie hasn't came out so. yet, so you know, like that. Yeah, that would be the smart thing. Like, but yeah. you would have to come in. Like, we're not gonna hunt you down. So, like, yeah, yeah. I wonder, like, before they release those blocks of tickets for the week before, like, do they wait a day and say any? You know, I, yeah, I have no idea. That's that's insane. Uh, you know what else is insane? Season two of Atlanta, starting off literally with a bang or two or a dozen, uh, and and we're just back with Earn Paperboy. Rest of the crew will be back in two and two. I don't need you in a bad leg. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, 
baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> How's your parents? Good. Good. They're driving to Florida right now to visit my uncle who's dying. Oh, Florida, huh? Just make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. What's Florida, man? Florida man is responsible for a large percentage of abnormal incidents that occur in Florida. Think of him as a alt-right Johnny Appleseed. No one knows his true identity, date of birth, what he looks like. That's why headlines always say Florida man. Florida man shoots unarmed black teenager. Florida man bursts into ex's delivery room and fights new boyfriend as she's given birth. Florida man steals a car. Those are checkers. Florida man beats a flamingo to death. Florida man found eating another man's face. No. Yes. No. Yes, it's true. No. Him, the state government, fucking cahoots. Why would anyone even do that? <laughs> to prevent black people from coming to and or registering to vote in Florida, er? Come on. Of course. Yeah. 
want to turn the music back on? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cue the intro music. Um, that's the always. <laughs> that's always the wonderful Lakeith Stanfield, who uh, after Atlanta came out in 2016, just a strum full of roles, you know, kind of rolling out in 2017, um, which. We sang his praises last year, but of course, Get Out, um, you know, he was in Death Note. He was uh, in a wonderful, um, damn it, what's the name of that movie? He was also miles ahead. Uh, but the uh, the movie uh, Crown Heights, which I've I seen the trailer. Um, it is on my, my queue. I think it's like three movies down, but I, I believe that one's on Amazon Prime. Uh, and also Live Cargo, which that movie, look that up. That shit looks intense. Uh, but with Keith Stanfield and, and Donald Glover, creator, writer, director, star of FX's Atlanta here, uh, the highest rated uh, premiere. It even beat its first season premiere. Um, just kind of, you know, Robin... The uh, the the other stations of its viewership that was horrible. Uh, up seven percent from the uh, season one premiere, uh, but getting over one point three million dollars. Um, <clears throat> Kyle, what are your thoughts on the first episode of the second season of Robin's uh, season? Um, well, first things first. Um, I was really happy that Cat Williams is doing better for himself. Um, he got his Netflix uh, comedy. The role that he played in this showed that he's serious and that he wants to be taken serious. Um, and all it took was was a small role in a, in a TV show. Um, and it shows you that that Cat Williams is is probably going to be around for a while. Um, and I I like it. Um, Florida Man, which is actually all 100% true events. Um, yeah, yep. Which is hilarious, um, because back in I mean, the Florida Florida man has been around for some years um, since the last incident that they talked about with bath salts and the guy eating the other guy's face, mm-hmm. um, or eating the old man's face. It was actually an old person. <laughs> they did, uh, but um, uh, and it's it's I've always been like I'm staying away from Florida. I've I've always said that I'm like I'm I'm not going back because I went there once after the hurricane in like 2005, and then I was like I really want to go to Florida. Florida's great. Then I start hearing about all these all these like uh, um, Flocka is one of them that drug that they're doing. Bath salts is another, and I'm just like everything else that's going on. I I, I really want to stay away from Florida, um, not because of the voting, <laughs> <laughs> but I I just no no too much crazy stuff. Um, recently there was like a teenager or like a, a teacher who like paid, I, I think it was in Florida who paid their student like 30 K in hush money and had sex with them. And the student still told on the teacher, um, <laughs> it's all, just all types of $30,000, $30,000. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Paid this, paid the student 30,000 like, and how the student. Or like the parents didn't question that kid or anything is beyond me, but yeah, thirty k he got, and still told on him. So it's funny. Um, um, I also felt like, however confused, 
with um, the uh, rule where Cat Williams rule where he had to step outside. But if nothing happened and everybody seemed fine, like he shouldn't have to, as far as I know. So like I thought that that's I thought Cat Williams was in his right, but apparently not. Um, and he's too damn old to be running that fast. <laughs> that was super fast, man. That was. I was uh, like, good. He was booking. God. He booked. It was. On, it was pretty funny. Barefoot on the road, like, and he in a robe, gone. yeah, in a robe of all in things. In a robe, barefoot with socks um, on. He had socks on, but good God, he, he was go- like, he didn't. That's oh, my get up. Every that kind of made me cringe a little. <laughs> Because I like, just imagine like, him running on something like, whew, but that was, I watched the episode three times, um, and I'm glad that they pointed out Florida, man, because that was always my thing. Me and uh, my homie Deshaun, uh, known as D-Disciple, um, we talk about that all the time, like Florida, just insane, insane uh, state. I liked, <laughs> I really, really uh really liked by the way um <laughs> how it kind of comes back full circle in like a little throwaway line um <laughs> where after it's explained to, to Donald Glover like later on in the episode it just kind of comes back and they don't really you know linger over the joke but I I I, I laughed so hard I said bravo I thought they did bravo right? I thought they did because he because he, he's like I'm not Florida man and then uh, yeah. uh, Donald Glover looks at dude and then dude kind of see yeah. I told you like, I gave him that look yeah. so I thought I thought that was funny um I did like the beginning where dude opens up the door and he's like hey man what are you doing you got to go they know you're they know you're sleeping here and they're coming today mm-hmm. and he's like hey man you can't take my stuff. And he was like, oh, I've seen Auction Wars too, but this ain't that. And then walked yeah. off with a box of his clothes. Yep. <laughs> and, like some other stuff. and the only thing Donald Glover could do was put his head down. He was just like, dang. But then in the, um, <laughs> if you noticed earlier, he asked if he could sleep over at a person's house. Uh, he's like, I don't know. You got to talk to Al. And then homie was there. And so he bounced. But that look he gave when he just put his head up, it was like, damn. Like he had nowhere to go, no, like no game plan or nothing. Like I felt that pride, man. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It sucks. I've been there. Oh, cause like you don't, you don't want to say, hey man, can I, can I stay here? Like, and they asked him, yeah. like, are you good? And that was his yeah, moment. They're like, speak when up. He looks at him. He's like, Earn, are you good? Like, yeah, because he knows. I mean, he, he yeah. obviously can tell energies. Yep. You know, that was yeah. kind of his thing. But, you know, it was it was so heartbreaking. And it was nice because, you know, Alfred, a.k.a. Paperboy, he's on house arrest. Uh, you know, yep. uh, I'm assuming from the events from, from season one. Uh, you know, him and Darius are kind of, you know, feuding, uh, not talking to each other, if you will, in the beginning. You're like, what's even Ernest concerned? You know, they're yep. boys. But later on, we kind of learn it's, it's from uh, Regina, is it? Yep. (laughs) 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 So, you know, it was, but, you know, it squashed. And then, yeah, Ern's just like, you know, Cat Williams points out, you know, you you get your, you, you want to be a part of this. You can't mess it up. 
uh, he, everything he said, you know, to, to Cat Williams, where he said, I'm afraid of becoming you. You know, everybody knows you are a smart person, but you just wouldn't let, you know, get that chip off your shoulder, essentially. And I was like, yeah. whoa, it's like they're talking and, and looking into my soul and into yeah. my life. Jesus, Lord. Um, mm. but, but that right there, I mean, that, I think anybody could kind of agree uh, with that. Um, no, uh, no Van, no Vanessa in this episode. Yep. Um, you know, sort of be interesting when uh, when she comes back onto here. But uh, you know, Paperboy seems to be you know becoming a little bit more popular. Uh, you know, especially after the shooting there and and the Taurus showing up. I mean, that that's a pretty legit uh kind of storyline that can cause beef amongst uh you know friends, right? When that yeah. new girl shows up. Yeah, I can say so. But like, is that is that why they were beefing? I kind of missed that part. Did they explain it? No, but that's but that's what I assume because he know like Darius knows he could do better. Like Tara doesn't seem, you know, like uh, she's a keeper, if you will. Hell, you know, Regina, you know, was 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 mentioned for a reason. But like when Ern tries to be, you know, like I don't know what's going on with you two. Speaking to Darius and and uh, Al, yep. Alfred. Yep. Yep. You know, he's like, but I just want you guys to know I love you. Like, it's such yep. a beautiful moment. And and then she starts laughing, you know, and and I get it. You know, in, in some certain areas, in some backgrounds, that's corny. Like, to yeah. me, I think that's a legit emotion. But it's it's sometimes considered corny, which I, I never understood. But again, it's just product of their environment. Uh, but I thought that was just a good balance of a, how that scene can play out in real life. Everything is not a sitcom. And, and what this show, uh, you know, exemplifies is, is re- the struggle, you know, the, the real life. Hell, again, this episode starts off with a, a, a cold open where it just shows two youths chilling. One's playing FIFA. One's getting ready for work. They want to get that number seventeen, you know, with that that fried okra, um, and the uh, and the cobbler, um, and and shit goes bananas. But it's Robin season, as Darius points out. Holidays come, people gotta eat. Uh, and explaining, you know, to someone that's not familiar, I I look over and I said, you you might not believe this but this shit happens on a daily basis, not just in Atlanta, but everywhere across Mm. the U S hell you think if you're in a third world freaking country that happens on a minute by minute basis. But, but the events that we saw today, you know, in that episode, especially in that beginning, that shit goes on all the time. Mm. Um, what happened to, Donald Glover and Van, though, because I thought they were cool. Um, they were cool, but he, after he was the... like, I don't... He, he was just like, I don't have to stay here. He Again, pride. Yeah. As as they say in Pulp Fiction, pride, it fucks with you. It and definitely it does. does. It definitely does. There's been times where I... I'm, I'm, I can testify to that 100%, um, where I'd always keep my mouth closed. Um, 
I think more or less I, I keep my mouth closed because I feel like people will hold it above me. Um, like, oh, you received help or like, you know, like, like word would get out or something like, I guess I just don't want people to see that I'm weak. And so I, I definitely keep my mouth closed all the time. Um, and it gets me in trouble <laughs> or it never does me any good, but I, I just continue to, I don't know why. Like, I, I don't think it's, it's something that. I can just strip away. I think it's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. This is not necessarily a chip on my shoulder. It's just, uh, I guess, me scared of the what-ifs. I don't know. The what? Yeah, yeah. no, it's 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 freaky. It's, yeah, it's a, a harmful thing that could, uh, unfortunately, detour someone's life. Um, but, but it'll be interesting. It was, it was a good episode to, to kind of, you know, get, you know, back with, with the core three, um, even though it was primarily a, a urn and Darius adventure, which I did not mind whatsoever, but it'll be interesting, you know, the success of, of Paperboy, what that means. Of course, the internet and people will clown him, you know, it, it'll be interesting how he kind of takes that criticism a little bit more, especially since he's a little bit more mainstream now. So I'm excited this show is back. Um, you know, not only Donald Glover dropping, uh, you know, season two of Atlanta, but also as we'll get into the musical mantra, what? surprised a lot of people. Huh? Whoa. Um, there was something I was going to say before. I was just seeing somebody get axe kicked in the face for trying to Whoa. tackle this performer. Wow, that was lit. Um, tag. Never mind, now. So I done completely forgot what I was going to say. It was something relevant. <laughs> and they'll probably get back to me here in a second. But that... Wow. Oh! Um. Nope, there it goes. I lost it again. Dang it. Never mind. Yeah, I, I can't think of it. <laughs> My bad. Because it was... It was something. Uh, no, I'm I'm really trying to like think of what it was. Uh, nope, it's gonna it's gonna lose me. But then when I when they get back to me, I'll, I'll ask you. Um, as for a musical mantra, I I don't really have anything to be honest. I thought that we were just gonna talk Black Panther all the way or uh, not Black Panther, but Atlanta all the way through. Well, you got to talk about the, the announcements. Oh, that's right. With Childish Gambino, um, him going on tour and not coming to Minnesota. I got kind of mad and, and discarded that. <laughs> wow. Cause he always, he always goes to, he always goes to like LA like that. He's, he's done a tour not too long ago in LA, um, a mini tour to, to open up with, uh, his new, one of his albums. Yep. Um, yep. And, and so, like, that's cool, but he won't come to Minnesota. So I was like, whatever. Forget you, dude. What? He was at the Myth, like, two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> he was at Soundset. I was there. But, but I'm just saying, was like, he? or no, maybe not. I take that back. I apologize. But I mean, like, come to Minnesota. That's all I want. Well, it's the last tour. The guy's busy, man. Come on. So? <laughs> if you're going to make a tour, come to Minnesota. 
But it is a farewell tour. Um, we did mention uh, earlier last year, if you guys remember, fans of the show, um, that he was retiring his name. Um, he's still going to be rapping, but Childish Gambino is being laid to rest, and he will come under a new, what is that, new name, Monkier? Like, is that, <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know, but M-O-N-K-I. No, that's not his actual name, no, but. Like yeah. it's it's a word for a name, monkier or monkier, M O N K I E R. I don't know how to say that word. I'd say just just enter another uh, Wu Tang uh, name simulator. Like that's how we got Childish Gambino. I say just do yeah, that I, again. It worked out so I well. That was funny. Uh, but but he'll open the tour September sixth in Atlanta. Uh, then uh, two nights later, we'll be at the United Center in Chicago. I ninety uh, percent will probably be going to that show. I don't know how I'll balance that end all in. Um, but, hey, happy birthday to me. Otherwise, uh, East Coast, uh, you got Boston, New York, Philadelphia. You got Toronto. Then you got Washington, Houston, Dallas, L.A., Oakland, Vancouver, and Seattle. If he were to – I don't know why he's not in Vegas or Colorado. Uh, if he would have been there, that would have been way more easier for me. Uh, especially with that would have been later on in the tour, but who knows? Maybe he'll release some additional dates, but uh, hopefully uh, I will be at that Chicago show. Kyle, will you join me? Uh, if we can get tickets, I'll definitely go. Two, 200 bucks. They said they start at. Woo. I will still go. Cause I mean, I, I feel like, I'll see a Childish Gambino. I mean, I won't see a Childish Gambino concert. I'll yeah. see Donald Glover in concert, but Childish Gambino, I won't see no more. And that that makes me wonder, like, is he going to rap the same, or is he going to, like, change his voice? What's going on with that? Will he do any songs from the Gambino catalog? Yeah, I I feel so. Man, I hope so. You know, in, in, in concert. You I, know, he not. has to. He has to. Like, his songs are too. Like, 3005 for sure. Sweatpants for sure. Um, oh, that's my shit. That's what I. I yeah, I feel like there's going to be a few. What the heck just happened? <laughs> that's funny. Um. Yeah, he has to do, and I feel like I feel like people. But I just wonder, like, what is he gonna come back as next? Because that was his voice, and so that's the only thing that I'm wondering. Well, the the good news is is he is a smart, creative human being. Uh, I'm sure anything he he touches or uh, blesses on the track, uh, I'm I'm sure we'll all all be there. I, I'm excited for whatever adventure he's on. Again, he's going to be uh, all over uh, within the next couple of months uh, being Lando uh, Calrissian in the Han Solo movies. So it's it's just going to be, you know, up and at him for, for Mr. Donald Glover there. So pretty excited. Hopefully we'll get also more Atlanta down the, uh, the next couple of years as well. So uh, do you think this season, uh, which he did say uh, the model of this season has to go to the structure of Tiny Toon Adventures, how I spent my summer vacation. Uh, how do you think that will, do you think it's just going to be because it showcases the four main characters just in different territories or are you familiar with that awesome masterpiece from the mid nineties? No, I am not. 
I am not. So what what do you think are going to happen? I think it's just going to be dire and grim. I think uh, Alfred is going to uh, maybe let the fame go a little to his head uh, and probably uh, kind of shove uh, Darius and, and Ern out of the way. I hope not, but it, from judging from this first episode and how it started uh, with uh, guns ablazing, uh, it, it, it's not going to hold any punches. It's going to be as real as it gets. I don't think we're we're going to get too many uh, girls driving invisible cars or <laughs> uh, some some you know B and E episodes here. But uh, who knows? I, I'm excited for the ride. Uh, this is going to be interesting, too. but. Again, Robin season, you know, only heartbreak can come from that. Kyle, what do you got coming up tomorrow on Soda Sound Radio, good sir? Uh, me and Reese are just going to kick it. Uh, you can catch us at 10 p.m. Uh, we're playing some music and talking some shiz. Um, of course, got uh, hip-hop news, but mainly, most importantly, is new music, as always. Thank you for the people that are submitting their music to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Uh, if you're in the Minnesota area and you're a hip-hop and R&B musician, go ahead and send your MP3 over. No, I will not pay for it. No, I will not go and download it myself. Just send me an MP3. It's much simpler. Thank you. There you have it. Uh, also, check me out uh, Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, WrestleCast Radio, along with uh, Ryan Cook, also host of uh, Standing 8 Counts and SportsCast Radio, as we divulge everything into the squared circle, WWE, New Japan, Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, not so much TNA, uh, but we'll uh, discuss uh, Roadblock, fast lane, whatever the hell they're calling this pay-per-view uh, this upcoming Sunday on the network. Also, we'll talk a little uh, New Japan 46th anniversary show, as well as the, the first couple of ra- uh, matches of the first round of the New Japan Cup. Check it out, people, newjapanworld.com. It will change your life, but also WrestleCast Radio will change your outlook on professional wrestling. Uh, Also, give us a like uh, over on Facebook, Strong Style Media, Pop Culturist, Soda Sound Radio, WrestleCast Radio. You name it, you got it. Website coming soon. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, uh, there should be a shit ton of movie reviews for myself as well as Kyle. Um... So yeah, have a happy pop culture week, Kyle. Let's watch that that Victoria movie and text each other our scares. Yeah. <laughs> we out this piece. One of us might 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 be dead by next week from this movie. So stay tuned. I'm hoping I can watch both and give you guys a really thorough review and be alive. Ooh. And hopefully, I can give you a thorough bread review even though i just checked Ooh. every movie theater in a hundred mile radius and it's not playing anywhere i digress woe is me but i'll be seeing movies we'll see you, everybody thank you for tuning in we'll see you next week check us out also itunes google play stitcher give us a like subscribe give us some comments give us some love give us some hate we feed off that shit for kyle as well as myself this is alex mello Saying good night, good luck, and peace.